Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listening today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. Here with your break from all the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. How we doing tonight? Had a uh, had a good day, man. Had a little checkup, some a little situation that we've been talking about for quite a while. It seems to be on the right track, so that's always a good thing. Uh, makes for a start of a good week, and hopefully we'll have a end of a good week, uh, Golden Eagle wise, in a few days. And the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Light. What's going on, gentlemen? I'm uh, excited to be here tonight. It's not every week that we have 2008 student print sexiest man alive on with us. And uh, <laughs> not true. There you have it, folks. We got, yeah, we got a special guest tonight, a legend in Southern Miss baseball, one of the newest members of the M Club Hall of Fame, Trey Sutton. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us, take Trey. A, take a bow. Glad to be here. Uh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> what, what was it? What was it like getting out, getting, finding out that you were going to be inducted into the M Club Hall of Fame? Uh, I mean, it for me growing up, we grew up in Hattiesburg, and uh, so you know we went to. I've been going to the Pete just about as long as I have memory. So you know, growing up and watching those guys play, and uh, kind of always dreaming of playing out there and. Been getting an opportunity and and uh, being blessed with the success that that I had. Um, you know, there's been so many good players come through, and I uh, just feel really fortunate and blessed to to uh, not only have been given an opportunity, but uh, to be at a place like Southern Miss, and uh, just you know who I am today is in large part to making that decision to, which wasn't a hard decision. But uh, making that decision to come to Southern Miss and, and play ball. And so uh, it was, uh, you know, probably for the best years of my life. He was That's probably reserved. thinking yeah, he was probably thinking about damn time. <laughs> Been long enough. I'm the hit king. Damn it. Hey, speaking of the hit king, uh, one Gabe Montenegro creeping up on you a little bit. How does that make you feel? Yeah. All time hits record. Trey's got 327. Uh, Gabe's in second place now. I think he's got less than 20 to go to catch up. So Trey, what do you, when he ca- if he catches you, what are you going to do to take it back over? Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go find a softball team and uh, <laughs> and get some knocks there. But that's a it's exciting, um, you know, for anybody to break it. But if if you've been around the ballpark at all, you know the Montenegros are or black and gold through and through. And um, Gabe's been here a while and little brother's here now, Rodrigo. And uh, just about every game I've been to this year, you know, Momo's walking around. He'll go, 
he's got his score book and he'll walk around and sit in the stands, keep the score, come out, hang out in the roof some. And so if, you know, if somebody's going to, you know, break it, what better, uh, what better person, what better family to, to do that than, than those guys. I think Gabe's one year away from being common law married to Southern Miss baseball <laughs> at this point in time. He's like the Gino Galucci of Southern Miss baseball. <laughs> what a reference. Wow. If you know, you know. Gaduli. Gaduli? I, I think I I gotta Well, let's, I mean it was Cox on the call, so I was about to say let's like hit it. let's Yeah. That's that's our point of reference is John Cox. So watch out. Don't be talking bad about Coxie. Marge will come after you. <laughs> So Trey's going to stick around for the show with us here tonight. But before we get to the news of the week, which, of course, is baseball, we have to touch on a controversy from last week's show. So let's go back. This is a clip from last week's episode. Take it away. It was cool. It's cool. Like I went to eat before the game Friday night. I went to eat it at Glory Hole. And uh, this old man's like walking by in a rally cat shirt. And my wife's like, oh, my God, that guy's got on the show. You know, it was just like you see people that you don't know. So it's cool that it's it's getting out there in the world and, and people are enjoying the, the products. So, all right, so there you have it, discussing the old man in the Rally Cat T-shirt. Now, after that episode dropped, we got our inbox, just like thousands of emails, if not hundreds of thousands. Like, who is this? Who is this old man in a Rally Cat T-shirt? And wouldn't you know it, he hit us up on Twitter. His name is John, John Deweese, but now his Twitter, he goes by the old man in rally cat shirt. So you can follow him on Twitter at John do du Eagle. And he, he, he says, so I'm an old man in a rally cat shirt. Am I, my daughter has had a field day with this. I want y'all to know. So, um, it's confirmed that he is the old man. And you know, he so he sent us a picture, not that old. Not as old as I thought he was. Not as old had, as you made him sound, for sure. Not as old as I made him sound. And, like, really, like, biologically, I don't even think he could be my dad. He's not that much older than me. But um, he's now known as the old man in the rally catcher. But, I mean, everybody was, like, oh, Dr. Bennett hit me up. Like, what about this old man in the rally cat shirt? Like, really? Dustin Dickerson's sister hit me up and was like, quit DMing me. And <laughs> it just... It's just really it's just the hoopla over this guy. Um, so which brings me to my question. You know, since we saw the old man, since I saw the old man in the Roy Cat shirt, Golden Eagles have gone five and one, just knocking the cover off the ball. So who's more lucky now, the Rally Cat or the old man in the Rally Cat shirt? Mm. That's a very, very, very good point. You know, it's an interesting thing about the Rally Cat. <laughs> we hadn't seen him in a little while. So, Jamie, you gave me that, that uh, cat food. Yeah. So I take the cat food out there and uh, and we set it kind of behind the Jeep uh, in between like the Jeep and the and the fence uh, right there in the roost. And um, I just had a little plastic cup and put a little bit of the cat food in it and set it on a two by six. Well, about an inning later, somebody's like, there's a rat. I was like, a what cat? He said, no, a rat. And I go over there and look and there's this little rat like, you know, perched up with his feet on the top of it. So I don't know if we have a rally rat. But ever since then, it seems like a little bit of the magic might be gone. So maybe this rally, uh, this old dude in the rally cat shirt, uh, might have brought that back a little bit. I can't wait to see this T-shirt when Patrick gets done with it. <laughs> the rally old man. man in a rally cat T-shirt. <laughs> T-shirt. T-shirt. <laughs> you could get the old man in the rally cat shirts now, but 
You can also – we don't have an old man in a relicate T-shirt. Maybe maybe that's something like, hey, we'll see how it goes this week. You know, Maybe it's warranted. And hey, next week, June the 1st, we've got a new T-shirt dropping that I think you guys can be excited about. It may or may not be the old man in the relicate shirt. Really? We shall see. Dude, I don't even know about this T-shirt. Shane, do you know about this T-shirt? I do. Uh, it's Did a I just full, miss the memo? It's a full color spread of Trey doing his best Mike Hahn show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a huge cat guy. I uh, I have three cats. Two and of them are rescued and bottle fed. So the lovely the lovely Melissa just brought me a piece of chocolate cake. So when I uh, when I saw that rally cat shirt, and that hit that hit home to me. I'm a I'm a cat guy. I'm all about the rally cat. I never knew you were a cat man, Sut. Mm. Jamie's a cat man. I got two and a dog. None of them are very good for rallies. They're good for puking, but not rallies. <laughs> but not puking rally? Not puking rally, no. Oh, boy. Hmm. All right, so that brings us to last week's game. So, you know, the past three weeks, Southern Miss, two and two every week. And it was kind of getting to the point where you're like, all right, do, do we still have it? And yeah, apparently so. So um, speaking of old men, before we talk about the games, that Middle Ten broadcast – Oh my God. I don't know if their broadcast booth was like straight from the hospice or what, but I think that man is about to die. And not only that, they're, they're streaming video security cam or a Nokia phone or something. Like it was, it was pretty brutal. You know, I didn't make it to the local Keith Superstore to catch it on the gas stations or on the gas pump. So I don't know what you're talking about. I heard the chatter. I did watch some of the feed. Uh, we were at Fuzzy's. Went to Fuzzies one night and they added on. And I was like, is that it? It looks like it looks like a prank, right? Uh, it looks like some tape that a coach would be watching after an inner squad is how it's set up. And, uh, and so, but we didn't hear any audio on it. I, I heard the chatter, but um, well, if you it sounds like I didn't audio, miss. If you could have heard the bad. audio, you would have you'd have heard him breathing into the, into the <laughs> mic. For, and apparently, for, and apparently they, they they didn't cut away in the breaks. Just no, no, it was hot mic all day. Oh man! <laughs> Good gosh, we'd have been kicked off the air years ago. Like you couldn't even you couldn't see the ball. Like it was that. I mean, like once it got to nightfall, you could see it better. But like when when I first started watching, I was like, I can't even do this. You can't even tell what's going on. Sure. But I love our record against them just because you know I think they're a joke of a school and they shouldn't exist anyway. But we're like twenty eight and one against them now, or twenty six and one. Uh, I think we lost the first ever meeting mm-hmm. and then just skull yep. drug them for the rest of the history. So yeah, hope we never play them again in anything. <laughs> All right, Jason. So why don't you you get us started with yeah. Friday night at Middle Tennessee State University? <clears throat> well, actually, Jamie, it was Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I stand corrected. Thursday, Friday, Saturday on that final weekend thing. So Thursday, May the 19th. And, I mean, I could sum up all three games in real quick. It's just like ass whooping, ass whooping, ass whooping. But started off on Thursday with a win of nine to four. Uh, Southern Miss was actually down four to three in the sixth inning, but then scored four times in that inning, once more in the seventh and once more in the eighth to put the game away. Uh, Gabe Montenegro, two for six. Dusty Dickerson, uh, two for three with two walks. Um, Slade Wilkes, three for five with a bomb and a double. Nice to see Slade getting back going again. Uh, that was his ninth homer of the season. Tanner Hall started, and and 
you know, it's been it's been a few weeks now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm getting a little bit concerned. Um, he did not look his best. And uh, you know, four and a third, seven hits, four runs, two runs, uh, two earned, zero walks, and only three Ks. Um, maybe Sutton can provide a little insight on maybe what's bringing down Tanner Hall. Looks like he's just hanging some stuff. The velo seems to be still be there, but he's just not as good as he was. And maybe that's it. Maybe he just set the bar like so damn high that when he has just a little bit of a blip in the radar, it you know it's holy shit. So yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, but, I think. Uh... You know, he's been so good mm-hmm. all year that when he has a couple starts where it's just kind of like, eh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think we all kind of get worried, but, um, you know, I, I look for him to write the ship this week. I, it's a big week. I feel like all the guys will be ready to play. And, um, you know, even what we would consider mediocre starts, um, you know, he still has covered some innings for us, even whenever, even when he's been, you know, what we would call average for, for Tanner. Um, so anytime you can cover innings, even when you don't have your best stuff and save that pin for the weekend, he's, uh, he's done that regardless of, of, you know, not going really, really deep into games like we've seen at, at times this year. And speaking of the pin, uh, so Adams and Ramsey came in and picked up the slide, closed the game out after, Hall came out of the game. Uh, Ramsey was his fourth save of the year. It's nice to see him getting that long relief in, too, especially come tournament time. Three innings pitched, zero hits, zero runs, and 2K. Uh, Adam actually credited with the win. Another guy is kind of showing up here towards the end of the year after battling some injuries. Uh, the Blue Raiders scratched their normal Friday starter, uh, Wigington, really late. Also made four errors. Can't do that and beat a good ball club like Sutter Miss, and they did not do it at all. Uh, Sutter Miss clinched the Conference USA regular season title with this win and still had two more to go, so we were feeling pretty good, right? Their regular Friday starter scratch because he tested positive for COVID, by the way. Was that it? Okay. Yep. Well. I mean, I don't okay. care why it was out. You know, like, <laughs> uh, he's fine, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. it's, it sucks. It sucks. For, you know, it's – Yeah. You know, um, but that – you know – I'm not saying that we wouldn't have dominated the way we did, but you know, if they had their starter, maybe it's more of a more of a weekend than it was. Maybe on Saturday we back. went fourteen to nothing instead of seventeen to nothing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, again, uh, that was Friday that we won seventeen to nothing. Whatever um, you and your stickler for days of the week. <laughs> so, so, so Friday, second game two, uh, seventeen to nothing victory. Uh, Sutter missed with eighteen hits in this one. Riggins looked awesome. Uh, 93 pitches from Hunter Riggins uh, on the way to seven innings pitch, six hits, zero runs, zero walks, five Ks. It was just an absolute machine. Um, Stewart and Etheridge cleaned up the rest and got some work in. It was nice to see Etheridge out there. Uh, in fact, they came in and they pitched the final two innings uh, and struck out five of the six batters that they faced, three for Stewart, two for Etheridge. Uh, Black. And Sarge with three hits apiece. Gabe, D.D., Reese, Peto, two hits each. Eagles hit four home runs. Ewing, Sarge, Peto, and Black. Uh, and, and the 17-run score was the most scored this year by the Eagles. And that homer that Sarge hit took his season total to 19. So, you know, uh, the offense has been down for just a little while. Still stayed in games with our excellent pitching staff. I think it's no secret why the people were worried about the offense for the longest time. Were hurt, right? It's your three and your five hole. 
I don't know if there's any team in America that can take your three and uh, and 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 just not miss anything, right? Uh, it's it's kind of amazing that we treaded water playing those playing a lot of top fifty teams. So they're back. <clears throat> um, you know, that three holes is a big deal. It's uh, you got to have a certain kind of uh, mindset, I think, to hit in it, and um, and it carries a lot of weight. So when you got that guy swinging it good. It, uh, it for us it seems to be working. So um, nice to have those guys back in the lineup. And I think more than that too, you know, not having Reese in there um, in your three hole, you know, he's kind of solidified that spot. Mm-hmm. So when you take him out, now you're having to shift all kinds of people around. You know, they they went Peyto from the lead off, tried him in the three hole, um, and like you said, you got to you got to have kind of that that mindset and that approach as a three hole hitter. So when you take him out, now you're moving people all over the place. Maybe in maybe in spots in the lineup they're not either not comfortable being in or or just you know better role players in whichever spots they were in. So I think I think we uh, undervalued how how important it was to have Reese there in the three hole, and I think we've seen since he's come back how big of an effect that had. Absolutely. Do you hey, guys Seth, talk a little talk a little bit about sorry Shane uh talk a little bit about how you I mean you coached Dustin in high school uh did you see this kind of offense uh I mean happening this quickly in his college career I mean he's leading the Golden Eagles I mean top 15 team in the country and hitting he's pretty much been leading them the entire year uh we all knew he had a hose knew he was defensively um, I mean, did you see this kind of offensive outplay? He's leading the team in doubles, right? Uh, did you see that coming this quickly? Much career? Uh, I mean, Dustin's always been able to hit. I think with him, it was more of a uh, a strength thing. I think he got to college and got in the weight room. And um, I remember when when you know it was Coach Kai was still here whenever whenever Dustin was going through recruitment process, and I remember talking to him. Uh, on multiple occasions and just telling him, you know, I, everybody can see that he can pick it at short. I mean, he's he's maybe one of the best defensive shortstops in the nation. Um, I think he is. I'm biased. But uh, but, you know, watching him every day hit in high school, he always, you know, his ball carried um, and. And it didn't carry as far as as I felt like it would when he got to college and and put some meat on that frame of his. So. I think that's kind of what you're seeing. You know, I kind of joke with him that uh, he doesn't have any home runs, but he, uh, <laughs> but he's like you said, he's up in the top of the nation in doubles, and that's, um, you know, for a two-hole guy, he handles the bat well. He can bone if you need him to. He can hit and run. He's a contact guy. Takes a lot of walks. I mean, he's just he's just a great two-hole guy to have behind Gabe and and right there in front of Reese, who's so good in the three-hole. Sure thing. Um, so that leads us to the final game Saturday, Shane. Um, this was ass whooping number three, 10 to nothing Eagles on with another double hit, uh, double digit hit day with 11 hits. Sarge hit his 20th bomb. McGillis hit his 15th. Um, Hurston Waldrop came out and absolutely dealt, uh, going six innings pitch, two hits, zero runs, zero walks, 10 Ks on only 53 pitches in six innings. I'm starting to question whether I wrote that down right. 
53 pitches in six innings with 10 Ks. That seems pretty remarkable. Damn near impossible. So I probably messed it up. But uh, <laughs> Dalton Rogers came in uh, and Landon Harper as well. They got work. Uh, gave up absolutely nothing over the last three innings. Uh, Dusty Dick, Sarge, Lynch with two hits apiece. Um, completed the sweep over Middle Tennessee. End of the regular season about as good as as you could possibly hope for. Um, and like Shane said earlier, you know, Middle won that very first game against Sutter Miss 13. And then Sutter Miss rattled off 24 straight, I think. So pretty good way to end it, I thought. For sure. Uh, what I was going to ask just a couple minutes ago, and then I'm glad that you guys continued because it just built upon this. Uh, I don't know if Rock 104 or maybe another local morning show around there does out-of-context sports quotes, uh, but whoever picks apart Jason and Trey's conversation about that middle baseball game just has just a mountain of them. <laughs> it, could you elaborate? What if uh, a lot of uh, a lot of unintentional sexual in- innuendo. Now <laughs> it's so, uh, totally yeah. unintentional. Yeah, no. Well, that's the, the the best part of it. There's there's a morning show out of Charlotte. Uh, I don't listen to it often, uh, but they're like nationally syndicated and they do it a lot. Um, can't think of their name right now. Doesn't matter. They don't sponsor us, so they don't deserve a mention anyway. But well, you did just say they do it a lot, so. Well, look, yeah, but anybody so inclined, I don't know, you know, uh, Cloverleaf Mall is good with the graphics. I don't know how he goes mm. chopping up audio, but uh, some fun could be had. So there we go. There you go. Golden Eagles, not, on the, and that's the crazy, on, on the weekend, 36 to 4 and run scored. It was only that a is, partial weekend, according to Jason, We, you know. <laughs> Yeah. The end of one. So actually, so actually, on the weekend, it's 27 to nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Math. Uh, what what constitutes the weekend? Friday, Saturday. Right? Well, Friday after five. And the game ended Friday after five. Yeah, that's fair. We still, it's third. You know what I'm talking about on the weekend. All right. Middle 10, 36 to four. That's a lot <laughs> of runs. That's a lot of runs scored to very few runs given up on. A, I mean, like four runs on a weekend is is pretty low. Yeah. Well, you know, dealt. we were talking about uh, before the thing, before the show started, we kind of mentioned some of the other teams and, and you know, sudden uh, brought up how Old Dominion can just mash. And I was, you know, if they just had like, any, well, they got that Friday dude who's unhittable. Still don't know how they don't have a better record than they do. But anyway, you, you know, if, if you could ever put like that offense with our pitching staff, you kind of got Tennessee, honestly, but um, that's like the perfect team. Can we start hitting like we did last weekend? It's not like middle was horrible, right? What did they come in? Third? Tied for third in the conference or something? Yeah. They were up there. And it was just ass whooping, ass whooping, ass whooping. So this Southern Miss team is I dangerous. Think I, read, I think I read somewhere the other day that what if we only lost nine games that Reese Ewing has played in something like right. that. I think it's what I read. Nuts. Um, so that, that puts you, I mean, it, like we talked about the offense is just it's different with Reese in, in there. Um, everybody's kind of in their spots and, and we score, I mean, 36 to four, we'll take mm-hmm. it. And today, 
I mean, this is another point I wanted to bring up. I mean, today, uh, Tanner Hall named the Ferris Trophy winner for the best collegiate player in the state of Mississippi. Had a heck of a year. But Reese Ewing, can you? I mean, if you had to pick an MVP for the team with the way they perform when he's in the lineup and his ability to get on base, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find a, 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 a someone else to be the MVP of this team, in my opinion. You know, I remember when we were talking to Baker, like three or four weeks ago. We had Baker, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, I, I think I was out that game. Okay, so. Yeah. So when we had Baker on, we asked him that question. And at the time, I mentioned that I thought that, that Dustin Dickerson would be my MVP, and he kind of talked me into Rodrigo Montenegro. That was in the, that was in the middle of that 18-game stretch or whatever where Rodrigo had to catch every single solitary game. Um, so – and every team's going to go through this kind of thing. I mean, Black was out for a while, uh you know, and then we had two of our best hitters out for a little while, and we're still one of the top teams in the country. I mean, everybody's gonna gonna have some sort of uh, situation they got to deal with throughout the year, but but yeah, the MVP talk. I mean, you could. I don't know if I really had to pick. I think Dustin would still be up there in my mind. I, I, if you could say like the pitching staff, I think I might give it to the pitching staff. But uh, I mean, really, any three of the. I mean, the, the three weekend guys were. We're sure. really style. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that could have it, um, and it's good that there's not like a that there's nobody that just like really stands out, but it's just like impact on the team, right? Um, you know, Reese has has been really really tremendous. Mm-hmm. But you know, t- Tanner Hall, but congratulations! I'm super excited for him. He's had a heck of a yeah. Um, yep. That that was I, I really didn't know what to expect given how things have gone lately with it. But like Trey like Trey said, it's one of those things like you're comparing uh, Tanner to Tanner. It's it's not necessarily comparing to everybody else. And one of the top you know pitching performers in the country, it's, it's undeniable. Yeah, I hate that uh, 117 Ks and 10 walks in a Ferris Trophy really disappoints Bump here at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking big stuff to live up to there. It's always good whenever somebody from the other two schools doesn't win it also. Amen. Yeah. Well, it's got to be a good feeling offensively when you're you know when you when you're a set of miss hitters. I mean, you got to think when the game starts. If you can put up four, you've got a pretty good shot. That doesn't happen in college baseball, right? It's games to come in with a team ERA of like six and a half, and um, and man, we that's just it, it's 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 a tribute to the to the players, to the program, to Oz, to you know forty. It's a tribute to all of them. People like Sut years ago. Um, we got this thing rolling, man. Not graduating anybody like Gabe and and Riggins. And Boyd, that's it. That's it. I mean, I think Dalton's probably going to get drafted pretty high. But as far as coming back, uh, you know, we got a chance to, you know, not do what Mississippi State did at all. So that's cool. And when you talk pitching staffs, you know, there's a lot of teams in the country that have some good weekend guys. But then you get to that back end or, you know, we always used to say, I mean, and they still do, I'm sure. Um but the goal every game is to get into the pen because those guys are in the pen for a reason. You know, they're mm-hmm. not they're not some of the better arms. But, you know, that's not the case with us. I mean, we have a, you know, like you said, Oz has done such a great job in developing arms. And we got guys running out of that bullpen gate that nobody wants to face. Um, there, I, don't, I don't think there's many teams over there in their dugout saying, come on, guys, let's get in the pen. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, well, they're, they're running out dudes from the pen 
also. So I think that uh, that's what separates this bunch. I think is just the completeness of of the entire staff. Hey, Sut, real quick, talking about that. Um, how important? I mean, tournament ter- the tournaments here, right? Um, how important is it? Deep pitching staff come tournament. I mean, it's it's a it's a short series, but you know when you get to that, if you do happen to make it to the you know semifinals and the finals, you know it's typically not your Friday and your Saturday guys going. So uh, I mean, how important do you do you think it is to have that sort of pitching depth when it comes to tournaments? Postseason is huge, um, you know, because like I just mentioned, you're running guys out of the bullpen that that get people out. And that's not the case with everybody in the country. So, um, you know, looking at this week, obviously, best case scenario, you win the first two and get a day off. And you got I don't know what Coach Barry and Oz are planning on doing with with who's starting when. I would assume they're they're just going to roll like they've been rolling. Um, but if if you can win those first two, then you got Waldrop sitting there on Saturday, um, you know, with a chance to go to the, the ship. And sure. Then, and then after that, depending on. You know how how many pitches Tanner? I, I don't know if they would even consider bringing Tanner back for a little bit on Sunday or something. But um, but you know even aside from those three guys, you got Rogers and Harper and Ramsey and uh, Stewart. And I mean you mm-hmm. just got one after the other that you can run out there and get people out. And and that's like I said, just that's different than than a lot of teams in the country. Golden Eagles are now forty-one and fourteen on the season. With an RPI of 13, RPI moving back up after those three wins. In the polls this week, Perfect Game had the Golden Eagles at 10, the USA Today Coaches Poll 12, D1 Baseball 14, Baseball America 16, NCBWA 17, and Collegiate Baseball 20. So with the Golden Eagles making that move back up in the RPI, of course, we are back in the discussions for hosting this uh, what next week, week after next so we'll see what happens with that. I don't think we can just come out and lay an egg, but I feel really good about our chances. But before we get to that, we've got to get through the Conference USA tournament, which allegedly will kick off this Wednesday at Pete Taylor Park. <laughs> There's some some rain in the forecast, so we'll see if that happens or not. It looks like it's going to rain pretty solidly Wednesday and Thursday, huh? That's what it's saying. I haven't heard from Patrick and Eastabuchi yet, but. That's what the uh, the weather app on my phone is saying. Mm, you know, at the same time, we were, like, we went out swimming yesterday, and I thought we had like a good hour to get in before all the rain hit. And I'm not positive it rained a single drop in our neighborhood. So you never know what's going to happen. Um, I wish I knew a little bit more because I would love to be able to tell my boss uh, what days I'm not working this week. But um, but no, I, I'll be out there for every damn one of them whenever they are. So. Looking forward to it. Good thing we got that turf now, so they ain't got to take the paint out and, like, siphon the water off <laughs> in the middle of uh, that regional that we had. Um, I'm not looking forward to starting any games at, like, 11 o'clock at night, but if the weather holds up to what I've seen in the forecast, like 80% chance on Wednesday, 80% chance on Thursday, and the weekend's going to be great, it looks like we're going to be playing a bunch of freaking baseball on the weekend, um, which is good. Uh, I like watching baseball, and I- I'll be there – to do that, but uh, I would like, you know, it, it would be advantageous for us to be able to sit that one day, like Trey said, if we can get through the first couple. One so thing all we, the games. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Trey. Go one ahead, you're thing good, we Trey. forget about with that turf too is it's a time saver. 
you know, not, not only is it mm. going to, you know, you don't have to take the time to, you know, put diamond dry out and drag the infield and this, that, and the other. You, when it stops raining, you know, you're playing in 25, 30 minutes. So it, that, that hopefully will help this week if we do get some rain, just as far as getting rolling quicker. How much does Barry miss his like routine out there though of spraying down the infield? He seems, I mean, he just looked like he enjoyed it. He hates it or hated it. He got to the point, I think, where he was just, I asked him because, you know, we turfed our infield this year and it's a game changer. And, uh, I, I forget it was a few weeks ago. We went and sat in his office after a game and I asked him if, you know, if he still liked the turf and (laughs) he was like, there's his, you know, before I think he had a little bit of apprehension and wasn't real sure how he would like it, but he's, he's 100% on board with the, with the turf. So, um, and you know, it, it, it's great. It's been great. No, no rain outs hardly. I don't think we had a rain out at all this year, did we at home? Um, so yeah. it's just, so, it's great. Yeah. I mean, you can play the, the second it stops, you know? Um, I asked that because as a middle-aged white man, I mean, I, I like to throw in a good pair of jorts and some headphones and go out and do some yard work. So, uh, I mean, Barry just had me convinced with the look of his routines out there that he just enjoyed doing that. Well, and he he's such a hard worker in uh, in every aspect of what he does um, that honestly, he probably didn't mind doing it. He probably enjoyed it to a certain extent, but I think now that now that he can just kind of show up <laughs> and the grass is green and the edges are straight and the <laughs> dirt or the dirt, whatever you want to call it, is, is perfect. <laughs> the um, Throw he, it in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Throw right. it in the dirt. That's um, the next T-shirt. That's the, the shirt dirt. right there. Throw it in the Throw dirt. It in the dirt. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's I think enjoying it. Good. We need to cut that man a break. He is incredibly underpaid for the job he does. I'll tell you what I'm enjoying. You guys ever had one of these? You see that? No. Mango cart. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. My wife actually. like Mario uh, Kart? I was saying my wife. Like you boys uh, don't know. Yeah, I I picked it up in one of those um, pick six things. Where I say I picked it up. I think Jack was standing next to me. He's just grabbing them and throwing them in the <laughs> six pack. That sounds legal. And he, he picked a great one. Yeah. Oh, not only that, he also he's like, Dad, give me a scratch off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat, like right there. And some winter green long good. cut. Black and mild. <laughs> Our little boy's growing up. Yeah, he is. So this Wednesday, so if you're if you're watching the game on TV, it's going to be on ESPN Plus. Every game except for the championship game, which this Sunday will be on CBS Sports Network. Uh, allegedly, that championship game on Sunday is supposed to take place at 1 p.m. We'll see if any games get pushed back. Uh, but as of right now, that is the schedule. So let's take a look at the bracket. So on the first day, which is supposed to be Wednesday, I'm prefacing every time I say the date and the time, I'm prefacing that this is, this is allegedly now with the weather. Uh, game one. Number three, Old Dominion versus number six, Middle 10. That's at nine in the morning. And then the game two, Louisiana Tech versus Charlotte at 12.30 p.m. So that is the other side of the bracket from us. I am so grateful that Old Dominion is on that side. 
I know Louisiana Tech is going to have it out for us. Charlotte's been really <laughs> strong lately. Middle ten, even though we we you know wipe the wipe them out with them, they're still pretty dangerous. So uh, that's a pretty dangerous side of the bracket to be on. Well, we're starting off with UAB, who is always a thorn in our side. <sighs> True. So, I mean, we may need that pitching depth. Was the writing not on the wall that weekend? Absolutely. I mean, Reese just got hurt. We're number four in the country. I mean, <laughs> it's a perfect everybody, time for every, everybody remembers the UAB football game, and we're just sitting here like, really, these guys? And of course, <laughs> didn't uh, didn't was that when Peyto got hurt in Wilkes, or was that another? Yeah, Wilkes, t- Wilkes was banged up, and then Wilkes started. The Saturday game at UAB, I think, and then ran into the wall and and was out again. Uh, So, and I don't know if y'all have heard this, but I had heard that UAB was somehow getting our signs, yeah, or getting pitches somehow. That's that's Um, that's the rumor. So trash can involved. I don't know, but whatever the case, we owe them a a Middle Tennessee treatment this first game. I agree. (laughs) <laughs> the so our, our side of the our side of the bracket our game is supposed to take place at 4 p.m which is good if it's usually if it's at 7 30 that means it's going to start at midnight so a good 4 p.m start um if it does get played will probably take place like seven ish or so but anyways 4 p.m yeah. southern miss number one seed against uab number eight and on our side of the bracket also florida atlantic the four seed against number five utsa yeah, keep that four o'clock Wednesday time in mind, like it's a appointment with your cable company. It could happen <laughs> any time between four p.m. Wednesday and like Sunday at three. So just be around. It's a very good point. Looking at the that's brackets, I'm glad we're in the side we're in. I mean, I know every I know every team that's in it really has a chance to win it. I mean, there's, um. Especially, you know, going into the last weekend, there's there's what four teams tied for third or right there. I mean, so it's not like there's a big gap in uh, in any of the eight, really. I mean, even if you were to say there was between everybody and UAB, UAB took two or three from us. So I mean, anybody can can make a run during a week. But just looking at, I'm I'm avoiding La Tech, ODU, and Charlotte, who, like you said, has played a lot better since we went up there. Um, that's three pretty tough teams to maneuver and navigate through. So not to say that FAU, UTSA aren't either. Um, every, like I said, everybody's good, but I would rather be where we're sitting than in that other side. You know, and some people have talked about what's Southern Miss going to do, uh, versus UAB. Do we, you know, we stick with the same rotation. Do we, I mean, you know, quote unquote throw off, but, I'm not so much concerned with us as I would be. Let's say if I'm the old Dominion coach right now, you're looking at Middle Tennessee. You just saw what Sutter Miss did to him. I'm assuming that pitcher is probably still gonna, not going to be available. Uh, you can absolutely mash. The Pete, you know, loves teams that mash because the ball flies out of there anyway. Uh, if you're old Dominion, you have that lefty starter. Um, do you throw off versus Middle? And then get that lefty starter versus either Tech or Charlotte, probably Tech in game two. Or, I mean, how would you do that, Sud? You're a head coach. Um, do you stick with your with your thing, or I mean, if you've got a guy like that, you know, 60, 70 yeah. innings in, he's like a .5 ERA. 
you've got to figure that your team is going to score some runs. Um, right. I'm I'm always of the opinion you just roll with what you've been doing. Um, and that's different with, you know, people, different people, different coaches have different styles. But um, I think it's a situation where, I mean, if it were me, um, I would start him. And because uh, what you could run into, say you get to Sunday, mm-hmm. if you save him for Thursday or whatever, then he's a day short on rest if you wanted to bring him, possibly bring him back for a few innings on Sunday. So that I, I don't know. I, that That's kind of how how I think about it, just mm-hmm. like us with Tanner Hall. I mean, I I would think that Coach Berry and crew would start him. I don't know. But um Say for, I mean, best case scenario, you start him and, and we swing the bats really well and we get up, you know, say by the fifth inning, we're up eight or nine runs. I know that's, you know, a big hypothetical, but in that case, you may, because the, your bullpen is so good, you might think about at that point, uh, limiting his pitch count on Wednesday so that he would be fresher later in the week if you needed him. So sure. I'm, I always kind of just kind of roll with, with what got you there kind of mindset something to look for most definitely so conference usa tournament at home pete taylor park this week going to be a lot of fun hope to see a lot of you out there other southern miss baseball news to touch on gabe montenegro and will mcgillis make the conference usa all academic team so congratulations to both of them and tanner hall as well as herson waldrop invited to usa baseball's collegiate national team training camp so shane i know you're excited about that i am pumped uh usa baseball's facility is 10 minutes down the road from me so uh i'll i'll be doing some uh or checking out some games uh, as soon as i saw it yesterday i uh, walked in the room and told Catherine that it was the southern miss has got two pitchers going to be playing down the road this summer so i'm going to disappear some evenings and go watch <laughs> baseball uh and she was like good get get your ass out of the house i'm sick of you <laughs> We had some some football news this week, and I'm I'm glad we've got Trey on the show here. Maybe you can comment on this for us. So we've got a new commitment, three-star wide receiver from Wes Jones, Matthew Nixon, a 6'2", 175-pound wide receiver. Trey, any thoughts on Nixon? Really, really good athlete, um, which I guess that's kind of a a dumb statement. If somebody's committed to a D1 football (laughs) program, they're probably a pretty good athlete. But uh, can run, good hands. Um, I'm no football guy. But, uh, you know, I had him in class a couple of years ago, too, and um, good kid. Um, so I, he fits the Southern Miss mold. I'm glad he's glad he's coming to Hattiesburg. You know, you said with the Southern Miss mold, man, I was really encouraged this weekend. I saw a friend of the show, Jeremy Bridges, was back in town for his daughter's That's graduation. Right. And he had some pictures up there at the Rock. He connected with Will Hall. Will Hall got him up there, took him around, gave him the old tour. Took some pictures up there at the Rocks. So really, really awesome to see Coach Hall getting some of these former players. I mean, Jeremy's a guy who hasn't really felt like he's been as embraced as as some of the other players. And, I mean, this guy played in the NFL for 10 years. So it's really cool to see him back out there in, in the Rock in Hattiesburg and really cool of, of Will Hall to, to take the initiative and, and make sure to show him around. And despite feeling slightly shunned, he's still a huge Southern Miss guy. I mean, you know, Jamie, you're friends with him. I, I talk to him, you know, from time to time through Twitter. He's he's a golden eagle through and through. And we need guys that have been in the league for a decade to be close to this program. 
And uh, like you just said, Will's uh, on top of that. He's he's a smart guy. He's a people person. So uh, it, it'll be really good for the program going forward to get those relationships built back up. Shane, what about track this so, week? So <clears throat> track had uh, Conference USA Outdoor Championships last week, but we did get some news coming out of that. Track season is not quite over. We did have some qualifiers to the NCAA East prelims coming up. Uh, Elijah Miller in the 100-meter, Landon Sheldon in the 400-meter hurdles, uh, the GOAT Corvell Todd in the high jump, Fred Mudani in the shot put, Kenya Seals in the 200-meter, uh, Markasha Myers in the long jump and the triple jump, as well as Ashley Osaji in the long jump and the triple jump. Uh, so we are women's jump you, it seems, and uh, Jordan Spear in the hammer throw. A uh, little bit of softball news, even though their season is over. We had two players named to the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association Southall Region Team. Destiny Brown was named to the second team, and Jaina Lee was named to the third team. And that's it for spring sports. It's uh, We're almost done. All right. You guys have any shout-outs? <clears throat> I, I have very few shout-outs this week, actually. Um, Tanner Hall, I want to give a shout-out to him. Uh, one in the Ferris. Um, always like when that happens for the Eagles. Um, so he won a bunch of games this year. It's time to go in a few more. Um, shout-out to – he wrote a great article about Southern Miss baseball. Um, Dude, Dave, you, you cut out for a second. Rick, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Rick Cleveland. Absolutely. Uh, for the article that he wrote. Um, it was really good. Uh, he kind of featured Tanner in it, but more talked about just where the program is and and uh, and just kind of you know how it always is as a Southern Miss fan. So I encourage everybody to go out there and read that. Shout out to Coach Will Hall. Came out to our championship game. I don't know if I mentioned that last week or not, but uh, Coach Hall came out and watched the final game of our five and six year old baseball game. So it's really cool to show up and he offered to go out and uh, you know kind of uh, partake in the after game festivities. And if we wanted to talk about how some bad calls have cost him in the past, then we could do that over some drinks. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and shout out to Sut, man, the hit King honor and a privilege, dude. Um, thanks for coming on and spending some time with us and, you know, seeing Shane struggle with his headphones and <laughs> all night long. It's great. Yeah. Well, it was fun, man. I, I love doing this kind of stuff. So I really appreciate it. Y'all having me on and um, just talking Southern Miss. Speaking of writers, Jason Munns is going to be covering the conversation. Ooh, that's right. That yeah. is a huge deal. I freaking love Munns. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have to get him out in the roost a day or two and feed him. If you if you don't find him in the roost, I would check out Del Sol. That would be my first place <laughs> that I would go if I was trying to, like, I was trying to think of the name of that Mexican restaurant that he's obsessed with. Uh, El Chico. I, El Chico. El Chico. Yeah. Do they have one but of those no, in Memphis? Is that why he's up there? But perhaps. But I'm not even kidding when I say like every time I ran into Munns outside of a Southern Miss event, it was at Del Sol. Like every time. Like it's it's bananas. The man I mean, loves it, he doesn't Mexican have the same too. love with for El Chico, but you know. So yeah, great article by Munns this week as well. Yeah, yeah. he's so good at what he does. I mean, I absolutely I appreciate the courage he gave Southern Miss when he was here because um, it, you know, it doesn't need to be said in this group that sometimes we don't get the notoriety that 
some of the other uh, state schools get. But, um, you know, that wasn't the case when he was here. He was he was all about it. And uh, I know my little brother, you know, worked at the American with Jason for a while, too. And um, so that that was a, a fun connection. And uh, just appreciate the work he did and looking forward to what he'll do this week. <clears throat> You know, I ran into Munns last year at the tournament in uh, Ruston. My man, you know, has gotten like not saying like he wasn't fit before, but uh, I almost didn't recognize him. In fact, I didn't recognize him. He came up and he started talking to me, and I put out my hand. I said, "Jason Bailey," and he said, "I know who you are." So and then I looked down at his his lanyard. I was like, "Oh shit, Munns, my bad, dude." <laughs> you jerk. Yeah, I did. Man. I felt, did not feel great. When you and started I'd that, it, I, I'd love to blame it on drinking, but you couldn't drink at La Tech Stadium, so that wasn't it. What? How do you have yeah. a school in Louisiana and you can walk get, into their football stadium with like a giant Sonic cup full of whatever you want, but they won't let you, you drink I mean, in the baseball field? No, I I took some Fireball in, but no, you cannot buy beer. And they kept saying it was because of the Baptists. I was like, what the, this is Louisiana. I don't. What do you mean? They got casinos at the gas station. <laughs> It's a fair point, very fair point, but no, can't drink at the uh, at the Love Shack. Another reason that place sucks. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Look, we love the coach. We don't like Louisiana Tech. Shane, Shane, you got any shout outs? Um, well, I want to know what Sud's been sipping on, because there was something brown in a glass that I saw lean up a couple of times before we. I went to, uh, I love Lincoln Road Package Store. Yeah, hey, Jamie hey, Ferris, sponsor the Jamie. show, you cheap bastard. <laughs> Jamie Ferris's wall of uh, barrel picks is always a good, good choice. So I, I went with the. Uh, I've never even heard of it. I just it looked cool. A lot of times I just pick the coolest bottle that isn't 120 bucks. Um, but Stellum, Stellum single barrel bourbon. Picked out by Jamie Ferris himself. So it's. Oh, so so here comes Shane's uh, review of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I haven't had that specific barrel pick, but that's a, it's, it's a solid brand. I was going to ask Sut what he thought of it. Shane only spends $120 and up. That's, that's right. That's the. <laughs> but I would tell you to hush, but Catherine doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> and that's not true. My jam, Sut, is uh, Wild Turkey Russell's Reserve. If you ever walk into Lincoln Road and, and Jamie's got a, a barrel pick of that, it, just buy it. Uh, because it's going to be fantastic. And they're like, well, I think the last ones that he put out were like $85, but they're normally like 60 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Jamie knows how, what the value of his products are. And unfortunately, there's a large secondary market out there these days, and I'm not going to hate on the guy from making 10, 20 extra bucks on a bottle when somebody else is going to sell it for 150 extra bucks. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but my little brother uh, keeps coming up in this show. He, he worked there for a little while too. And, and he made the comment to me one time because I was, I was in there trying to pick something out and he said, you're not going to grab anything off that wall of barrel picks of his. that's not going to taste good. So just <laughs> reach out, close your eyes and, and take hold of something and check out. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie's been picking barrels for a long time, man. And I mean, as as a full blown whiskey nerd, he's he's got a reputation outside of Hattiesburg in Mississippi. He's nationally known for for picking barrels. Uh, it's it's crazy 
Uh, somebody will send me a picture of, of a Lincoln Road package store barrel pick on a secondary site somewhere for some ungodly amount of money. And it's like, you know, where the hell did that guy even get that? This dude lives in Ohio. Uh, but uh, it's, it's out there and people know he's him and Misty, his wife does an amazing job too. One of the best Weller 107s I've ever had was a pick that had Misty's name on it that tasted like liquid cotton candy. Uh, yeah, it was insanely delicious. It was a sad day when that bottle dried up, but, uh, yeah, it's again, Jamie, you're, we talk about you enough on this show, some kind of sponsorship. I mean, slide, slide bump a bottle of fireball or something. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the fireball. Um, but now that I know what, what's up with sitting on, uh, awesome to see you, man. I hadn't seen you since I left, uh, left. Mississippi. So it's good to see your, your smiling, beautiful face on the, on the screen tonight. Um, I was going to echo what, uh, what Bump said about Rick Cleveland's article, uh, Mississippi today. And, uh, it, it goes along with, uh, kind of the, the attitude and, and feeling that, that Sut touched on about how we don't get the respect in this state that we deserve because of, uh, the two welfare recipients, uh, that, that are further north in the state. Uh, but Rick touches heavily on that in the article about how we have a, a healthier dose of respect outside of the state of Mississippi than we do. And especially when it comes to baseball season and uh, people still remember us, even though we've been down in football, living in North Carolina, Southern Miss is, is known and respected, uh, especially East Carolina fans miss playing us around here. I wish we'd get something going back with them. Hell, especially in baseball. Um, I would love nothing more than to uh, be able to go over to Greenville and watch the Eagles play the Pirates again. Uh, those those were some fun series. I had fun going to football games over there, too. Um, but, yeah, long, long road to come back around to the Rick, Rick Cleveland article was great. And uh, while we're, we're uh, naming articles you should read, uh, Andrew Abadi with the Pine Belt News did a three-piece uh, story on great the three stuff. different – starting pitchers and their routines mm-hmm. uh, leading up to and after the games. And uh, I read the last one of those this afternoon and, and retweeted. He, he made a tweet that had all three on there. So look him up, find those three stories, read them. Uh, he's really good. Pine Belt Sports does a really good job of covering Southern Miss. Uh, they're not as widely known as, as the older publications down there, but he puts a lot of effort into covering, covering Southern Miss and they do a good job. Um, Tonight, uh, I sipped on a few different Elijah Craig barrel picks. I, I stuck with the 94 proof because uh, we had royalty in the house, and I didn't want to get sloppy drunk and uh, be slurring my words towards <laughs> it the end. Been better that way. Uh, we'll have you on again. So the next time Jamie goes out of town, me, you, and Bump will just get trashed, and we'll we'll record a shit show of an episode. Um, but, you know, uh, Sut, Sut hit me up this afternoon. He's like, hey, man, like, what are we going to talk about? And, you know, like, should I be prepared? I was like, man, we always just kind of wing it. And then at some point uh, it goes sideways because yeah. because of the alcohol. So, well, know. that's the fun of the Good show. Luck. We the the three <laughs> of us and, and how, I mean, Sut tonight the, is, is the fourth part. And we've all known each other for a long time. I mean, we get on here and we all love the Golden Eagles and, and we're just having a conversation talking about the Golden Eagles. And I think that's why people like to listen to us. It's, it's got a very natural feel to it because it is very natural. I mean, we we've got notes on the things that we want to make sure we talk about. And when it comes to spring sports, there's no way in hell I'm going to remember all that with some stuff written without some stuff written down. But uh, we're just. 
with just a group of guys drinking and talking about our Eagles because we love them. Did I'll you already give your Boone? Boone uh, like two and a half, three hours. I will That's definitely like be making first trip. That's my first trip I want to make is up to Boone because I love the mountains. Come on, fly into Raleigh. I'll drive. I'll drive if I have to. <laughs> I ain't got to fly. I want to come uh, for a football game and a baseball series. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm game to go to both. Um, and, I don't know that Raleigh is. That, I'm I'm so excited about the the conference move. I know mm. I know y'all probably yeah. talked about it, but I'm new here, so um, yeah, preach. You know it it. <laughs> Peace out, Judy. Right. <laughs> I mean, yes. and your power the, wheels. Yeah, the just the regional matchups and the not only the 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 sense it makes to do it, the logistics and the the travel and the the better TV deal. I, I feel like you know it. It's just some exciting play. You know, Coastal Carolina. You know, you want to go to the beach? Let's go to Myrtle Beach and, and watch a football game or a baseball series and. And not to mention their quality programs, uh, both in football and, and baseball. So it's that Thursday night game here against Louisiana is going to be lit, I imagine. Yeah. And they, and, and one thing you, you might have touched on, maybe I just missed it, but they have actual fan bases. Yes. Right. I'm, I'm ready to be away from this just fictitious, like there's television sets in your market crap, right? Teams that actually have people that show up and go to games, App State and Coastal, two of the two of the ones right there, and Louisiana. I mean, they're all over the place. So yeah. it's great. We have a teams. natural rival built in with USA and ULL. Troy. I mean, they're not far. Sure. Um, Nine schools within four hours. Yeah, we've, we've never had that. <laughs> and it, it'll be it'll like you said the the fan base thing because it'll you know football games. There'll be a better atmosphere just because they bring people. Baseball games, it'll be a better atmosphere just because they bring more. Think about how many more people like Lafayette and Troy and South Al, all those, all the people they'll bring as opposed to like your FIU, FAU, uh, Middle Tennessee, Marshall. I mean, which I guess we still have to deal with them. But uh, but anyway, yeah, just wanted to throw in there how excited I am about the the conference move and looking forward to. I'm I'm. You know, for a while, I think we were we were under the impression it was going to be at least a year, and then it it worked out to where, you know, here in July we're we're done with GD. So uh, I'm I'm pumped. I can't wait until the details of how we got out of that conference are released because Conference USA does not want that out. So have, have we, they filed have they filed a restraining order on you guys yet? <laughs> Not, not us. us. Not yet. But we don't know anything. Not we're yet. bloggers. We do, yeah, we're just bloggers. Uh, and we, we're not filing any public information requests. We're going to let the real reporters do that work. Well, I'm yeah, rooting for a all-Sunbelt final in this Conference USA tournament. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I kind of am, but I'm kind of not. <laughs> yeah. They can absolutely mash. Let's hope. Let's hope it, uh, Middle Tennessee finds their way through there, and we can <laughs> finish 29 and one. Perfect. Since since there is no restraining order against us and we have no information, what do you think is in that? Uh, <laughs> Man, did we get out of there for like uh, a bag of stale popcorn and a can of Vienna sausages or something? Because I like Vienna sausages. Oh, uh, just one can though. They're cheap. Just one right? can. Maybe a Floby. Maybe we'll put a Floby in there for Judy. Uh, well, like well we extra- are talking about you know Jeremy McLean and all the things that he can possibly pull off. I mean, hell, he got beer at the Rock, right? There's nothing this man can't do. So, yeah. Uh, Great point. 
true. That's uh, Trey. Do you have, do you have any shout outs, Trey? We didn't even get to ask you. Uh, I've got to give a shout out out to uh, John Smith and Todd Maddox. Told me if I go on here and and don't mention them that <laughs> I wasn't allowed back out there. So, uh, look, the roost. We talk about baseball and the atmosphere at the Pete and. You know, attendance has been up even this year, just the general public. But the roost has always been there, and uh, y'all know how how special that that part of our park is. And uh, you know, it's it's like a big family out there. You just you know you get to know people, and uh, you play at Southern, and then you get old, and you go out there and and cook food, and uh, have a beverage or two, and scream it other teams and it's kind of fun. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're, we're looking forward to a big week out there and, and having a good time and fingers crossed uh, for next week too. Um, and also before I get off, I'll, I'll give a shout out to my wife, Olivia, you know, we just had our first kid and um, how did that happen? She, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty, pretty fortunate, but uh, it, uh, I've only, I think I've missed one home game since he was born on May 3rd. So wow. she's a trooper and just uh, lets me, you know, she knows how important Southern Miss uh, athletics and especially baseball is to me and how much uh, it means to me to be there and, and watch and support the Eagles. And um, so I've got to give a shout out to her for, for being a trooper because he's, he, uh, we're not sleeping through the night yet. So we'll get oh, there. No. Eventually, yeah, man. Sounds like you uh, you did a very good job selecting your bride. Uh, good job. Well, I was walking out to uh, to the roost spot. This is, I guess, a couple weeks ago or maybe last week, whenever the UTSA series. And, you know, I walk by Garen Berry every time I walk through there, which, you know, Garen helped coach us. He helped coach at West Jones while he was still in grad school for 2018 and 19 and was a part of that state championship team. Um, and I, you know, when I, when I got to Southern Miss as a player, G was like tiny. He punched me in the mouth one day at practice and busted my nose. And, uh, <laughs> so I've known him a long time and, and he's a special person. And, um, but I, I was walking by him and he was like, dude, you haven't, how are you getting out here? Like, what is going on? Don't you have a kid at home? And, uh, I was kind of, you know, yeah, but, you know, I'm able to get out here and he said, I think Macy, you know, his wife was sitting right there. He said, you need to take notes <laughs> and, uh, as far you know, whenever they have one. But uh, that was funny. It, Garen's a good guy and Macy's great. So, um, but yeah, all goes back to Olivia being a trooper and, and letting me, uh, let me be there and, and go and, and have a good time. And was that the last time you saw him alive? Who, Garen? Yeah. No, I actually saw him the next okay. day, so he did survive Just, that comment. All right. Yeah, I would <laughs> or not beat with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a couple of shout. I want to give a shout out to the old man in the rally cat shirt and the daughter of the old man in the rally cat shirt. So if you need a rally cat shirt, tpublic.com slash to the top talk, or you can go to jamierington.net slash to the top talk, and there's a link on there at the top of the page, or you can just go to to the top talk.com, then click on to the top talk after that. But save yourself the trouble. Go to the direct link. Whatever. Whatever's easiest for you guys to, to go through. Also, just had a show announcement today. I mentioned it on last week's show. Festival South and Hub City Comedy present Sean Patton at the Thirsty Hippo. You may have seen him on Comedy Central, NBC, Conan, Fallon. 
He was the co-host of Esquire's Best Sports in America. Look him up on YouTube. Make sure he's your speed before you come out. That's going to be on Saturday, June 11th at 8 p.m. Tickets are $20 and are on sale now. Um, so it's our first show with Festival South. Looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. Of course, the Last for Life show is sold out, so um, you can try to bootleg some of those tickets as well if you are interested in going to that show. All right, Trey, you know, we, we've let you go several times, but do you have any any story you can share with us on the way out? Like, what's your favorite story from your time at Southern Miss? Yeah, and nobody so, listens to this show, so say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I could, uh, I could tell so many. Um, you know, you think about, you think, you get to the age I am now and I'm, I'm talking like I'm an old man now, you know, but, uh, you, you are back and I know I really am in a rally um, cat shirt. God, I love cats. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you look back and, and you remember, you remember things about games, but, but you remember more about kind of the relationships you build and, and the people you're around. Um, so many good times, fun times. I'll, I'll leave you this one. Um, I don't know why I thought it, why I'm thinking of this now. Um, it's kind of a sad story because it, it involves us losing our fifth game in a row in 2007. <laughs> I think it was 2007. We, uh, we had lost a midweek game and gotten swept at Memphis and, uh, or got swept at Memphis and then lost a midweek game to Ole Miss, went down to Central Florida, were up, uh, Two runs, I think, going into the bottom of the ninth, had two outs and nobody on, and they found a way to come back and win. Um, and, you know, we've talked about Coach Barry a little bit and, and mentioned Coach Burroughs. But I remember – this is this is so vivid. I remember them scoring their last run, walking – we were in the third base dugout, walking off the field. Um, Coach Palmer, I think, had already just packed up and was headed to the bus. <laughs> Coach, <laughs> Coach Barry, you know, I, I don't know if he still carries around his black bag, uh, briefcase thing, whatever. Um, but he had his head. He had somehow found a way to put his entire head into that bag. And I could not hear what he was saying. I'm assuming it was not pleasant. And uh, Lane Burroughs grabbed every bat that was in our bat rack and they were all lined up on the third baseline after being hurled out onto the field. And we got back to, and this, this is funny. This involves Gary and Barry too. We rode the bus back to the hotel and, uh, you know, we're all upset. We lost again, obviously. And coach Palmer gets up. It was a Friday night game. He said, you know, breakfast, whatever time, you know, get some rest, da, 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 da. And he gets up, we get up and, uh, I always sat at the front of the bus and, uh, I heard coach Barry tell Garen, you need to go with coach Palmer. And it was in that moment that I knew <laughs> that, uh, we were in for a tongue lashing and, and, uh, <laughs> coach Barry told us very nicely to, uh, sit down and uh, he screamed at the top of his lungs for had to have been at least 15 minutes. And I was I was sitting right in front of him. So I knew that if he did decide to kill anyone, it was going to be me because I was the closest to him. But we actually talked about this like two or three years ago. And he said he's like, Sutton, 
I have never done that again. He said, I had a headache for a week after screaming at you guys. <laughs> just like, and I, like, I don't know why that popped into my head when you asked me, but there's so many things that, uh, that you could talk about, but, uh, just, you know, what a great university, what a great program, what a great, you know, we've been very blessed as a program, uh, having the men lead it that we've had, uh, Hill Denson and, and Corky Palmer and now coach Barry and, and the supporting staff that they've had, you know, you think about the guys who've come through, uh, just when I was there, Lane Burroughs and Chad Kaye, and now you got Creel and Oz there. I mean, it, it's always just a quality group of not only baseball minds, but, but men that, that lead well and, and, uh, lead by example. Um, so they really paved the road and coach Barry, you know, I, I would, I would run through a wall for him still to this day. It would probably hurt a lot more now if I did it, but, <laughs> um, just a great man. And, um, and I think our program is a reflection of the type of leader that he is. Oh, thanks for sharing. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing. That's a great answer. Sorry, it took so long. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's awesome. I got to step so, out of shoutouts a little bit. I think I don't, man. Hmm. I don't know Scott Barry, but he is a man that I would not want to make angry. I know that for sure. Look, he he so Coach Palmer, <laughs> I love Coach Palmer. He uh, Coach Barry, whenever Coach Palmer was there, Coach Barry was a great. Uh, Coach Palmer was. Here's another story for you. I'm gonna shut up in a second, but we were <laughs> playing talking. Alabama. We were going, we were playing Alabama my freshman year, and I was out on the field playing, but. Barry Bowden, who y'all remember, started that game. It was a midweek game that year. And uh, my friend, Bo Davis and, and Johnny Johnston told me this after the fact, but said that first pitch of the game, ball one. Second pitch of the game, ball two. And, like, immediately Coach Palmer's like, we're going to lose. We can't throw strikes. Ah. <laughs> you know, just goes into it. And uh, – we ended up winning that game like seven to two, I think. So we, uh, we actually did end up winning that game, but coach Barry was always the, the balance, um, as the assistant coach there, not that's nothing against Corky's way of doing things, but it was just a great, uh, balance. Um, but, but that story I told a minute ago, whenever coach Barry got, he didn't, he didn't, I mean, he got on you a lot, but cause he was pushing you, but, when he got mad, you knew it was like serious time. Like he was sure. like, he is a scary, scary man when he is upset. <laughs> and, uh, if y'all remember the, the regional we host that we won't talk too much about, but when he got thrown out, I love those pictures of him going after those umpires. Cause that, right. that is, that is 40 right there. I mean, he, he is cool and, and encouraging and, and collected and, but when he will cross a line sometimes that he is, he is a scary man. And, but it's, it's part of the respect that, that people who are around him have for him, I think. So, um, great man. Yeah. It's always good when the man that, uh, you know, you need to have a healthy dose of respect for, it looks like he could break you in half, uh, exactly. tends to, to build that respect level up a little bit. Right. I've seen him do it at Lenny's. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Messed his order up. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's cool. He's cool. Well, hey, Trey, it's a treat having you on. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame. That's uh, mm -hmm. well-deserved, and, and best of luck to the Mustangs this next season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, hope you guys have enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.
could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away when it comes to playing football. Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state